0: Aren't you glad you've been forgiven? Yeah. Christian Youth Camp, a few years ago, and before service, one evening, I had gone down early to uh, pray for the service, and so I was in the, the chapel building by myself, and And a young man came in, and um, so I was praying, he said, brother man, can I talk to you, just having some issues, and I said, sure, I said, we can talk, I said, but hey, have you, ever, have you ever given your heart to the Lord? He said, no. He said, well, how about we pray first? And, and he's a young teenager. I don't know, maybe 13, 14, I don't know, anyway. And he said, okay, so we got down to pray. Well, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to get down and pray. And this kid laid on the floor and cried and wept and gave his heart and life to Jesus. Had an experience with God. Uh, he got up. We got all done praying. He got up and dried himself off. I said, you need to talk? He said, no, I'm doing no good. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. So... So he was just all excited. I mean, he just gave his heart to the Lord. just got saved and uh, found Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And I mean, he just all excited about it. And and so pretty soon, kids started coming in for the service. And and as they would come in, he'd go to each one of them. He'd meet them as he's coming in. He'd go to each one of them and and he'd shake their hand. And he'd go, he called call me Pastor Man. He goes, I prayed with Pastor Man tonight. And he said, I gave my heart to Jesus. And he said this, and I highly recommend it. (laughs) I highly recommend it. So, so tonight I just come to tell you, I highly recommend it. Amen. If you haven't been born again, I highly recommend it. If you haven't met Jesus, I highly recommend that you meet Him. If you haven't fallen in love with Him, I highly recommend that you just fall in love with Him. Oh, I'm not preaching on that, but I am feeling good. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. And, um, if I can get this thing opened up here. While you're turning there, I want to say, Pastor, thank you for y'all. allowing lot of this opportunity to come and minister to the world of the Lord. Always a privilege to be with you folks and see our California transplant friends <laughs> out here in the land of uh, Oklahoma. I, I will say this, I, I crossed the I crossed the border into Oklahoma and I take, usually take a picture of the Welcome to Oklahoma sign and uh, I send it back to Brother Mike Cox. <laughs> and he always used to text back and said, you just entered the promised land. Amen. <laughs> so, but anyway, praise him. First Corinthians tonight, chapter number 16. And going to read just one verse of scriptures. First Corinthians chapter number 16. And, um, verse number 22. First Corinthians. Oh, you know what I didn't say is happy father's day. All the fathers. I want to say happy father's day. Appreciate you fathers. And, um, can I tell you what I did this morning? I uh, was here in worship. I was thinking about the fathers and Father's Day, and and, uh, and um, I come from a broken home. Didn't have a dad growing up, and uh, life is a mess and things. But I'm glad when I got born again. And I said, "He's a father to the fatherless." Much right. appreciate you, Heavenly Father. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. Maybe this is crazy. Maybe it's absurd. But we were in worship this morning, just worshiping the King and. I just raised my hands to the Father and said, Happy Father's Day. said, so thank you for being such a good Father. Hallelujah. He's a good Father. Hallelujah. All right, I'll preach now. Amen. 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter number 16. And verse number 22, it reads like this. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, or cursed. Let him be anathema, maranathema. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, Maranatha. A few weeks ago, I was preaching on this text, actually preaching on the last word of this text, Maranatha. And as I was studying and prepping for that message, I preached that that night. But God began to stir my heart uh, in another direction, and I want to preach this tonight. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I began to think about that, I thought about, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, how can you not love him? And I'm thinking, what's not to love about it? Yeah. Right. What's not to love about it? So we're only coming tonight for just a few moments. I want to preach on this thought of what's not to love about him. What's not to love about Him? Father, we love You tonight. We thank You for Your love and Your mercy and Your goodness to us. Thank You for Calvary, the cross and the blood that You shed from my part of Lord. I'm grateful. Lord, I stand in dire need of the holy anointing. I ask Your Lamb of God, to set my soul ablaze for You tonight to preach the message from the Messiah tonight that You would stir our hearts and stir our lives, that the reality of this Word would come alive in our soul. If God, we give You the praise and the glory and the power and the honor. In Jesus' wonderful name and everybody said... Amen and amen. Preaching you for to you for just a little while, tonight out of this thought of, of what's not to love about him. Now I know this morning I was the only thing standing between you and food, and I understand right now I'm the only thing standing between you and a nap. So I will be mindful of that. Amen. amen. And you don't nap while I'm preaching, and I'll not preach while you're napping. Amen. Uh, so something like that. But anyway, and uh, but but what's not to love about him? When you really begin to think about him, your mind just has to say, "Well, why? I, you know, I don't understand why folks don't love Jesus." I to me, it just boggles my mind because. Uh, when you really know who he is, you just can't help but love him. And so, for just a few moments, I wonder if I could just preach to you on this thought of what's not to love about him. Can I just can I just tell you who he is? Can I just remind you that he's a good God? I know hell would try to paint, paint a picture of him tonight as some monster, some cruel ogre, a uh, despot, you know, or whatever. But I've come to tell you. He is a good God. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will He teach sinners in the way. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I've come to remind you. He's a good God. I know you know that, but I just want to remind you. He's a good God. What's not to love about Him? Can I remind you tonight? He's a loving God. They sang the song. Uh, he, what if He loves you? Think about that. The lost and dying world. Yeah, they're lost and dying, but do you realize that Jesus died on Calvary? Why? Because He loved them. You know why He died? on Calvary because He loves you. i just come to tell you, He is a loving God. Love you and I so much that He died on Calvary for us. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends, but He laid down his life for his enemies. Hallelujah. Oh, what love. What boundless love. Can I remind you, He's a loving God. What's not to love about Him? Can I remind you, He is kind. Now I know tonight you know all this, but I just want to stir your hearts, Amen. I just want to stir it up a little bit, Amen. Get you thinking about. It. Can I remind you, He's kind. Yeah. He's a kind God. Uh, the Bible says, we'll talk about this in a few moments. Psalm chapter number one hundred and three, uh, about the second or a third verse, talks about His loving kindness. Huh? His loving kindness. The little boy was in Sunday school one Sunday morning, and the teacher asked, oh, "What is a loving kindness?" And all the students stopped for a few moments, and then little Johnny raised his hand and. Teacher called on, called on little Johnny. Little Johnny said, Teacher, if I was hungry and you gave me a piece of bread, that'd be kindness but if you put peanut butter and jelly on that bread, that'd be loving kindness. <laughs> uh, can I tell you, He's a kind God. He doesn't just give you bread, He gives you peanut butter and jelly on the bread, amen, and a cold glass of milk to go with it, or, or however you want to say it. You understand, He's a kind God. What's not to love about Him? He's a good God, a loving God. He's a kind God. I know you know this, but aren't you glad? He's a gracious God. I said He's a gracious God. Let me help you out in your theology. Do not listen to, Bibles, to the, uh, the uh, Bible bookstore theology. They 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 paint a picture of God in the Old Testament, that God was a mean God, and He was uh, just a God of law, and and somewhere between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God got saved and became a God of grace. You understand, that's the farthest thing from the truth. God has always been a God of grace. That's who He is. The Bible said that Noah found what? Grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's who He is. He's a God of grace. Aren't you glad? For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself, it's a gift. That means if God can change from law to grace, he can go back to law. Right. Well, shout now. That'll mess you up on it. I'm glad he's a God of grace. I'm glad he always has been. And I am thankful for that amazing grace of God. The man that wrote that song knew something about this grace I know about. It's amazing. It can take an old wretch like me. Oh, watch this old black heart. In that red blood, make it white and snow. I'm telling you, it's the grace of God. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. What's not to love about it? And I remind you, oh man, hold on. He is merciful. And in case that's not good enough, not only is he merciful, but his mercies are new every morning. <laughs> Just think about it. Oh, you got him this morning, Do you thank God for his mercies. So tomorrow I want to get up and thank him because he's got you some new mercies. Amen. Not not leftovers. Right now. Right. Now, y'all do what you want, but I'm just not a leftover man, unless it's chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Brother Matt, I'm just just not into leftovers. I know I've been to one church. They had a potluck on Sunday. We ate all week on that potluck. (laughs) Last night, it was some type of soup mixture. I'm not sure what it was. (laughs) Oh, anyway, I mean, leftovers just ain't so good. I'm glad tomorrow morning I got some brand new mercy. Hallelujah! Oh, yeah. mercies are new every morning. Not only that, but He's a faithful God. Great is Thy faithfulness. Oh, what's not to love about Him? He's faithful and true. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's holy. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. Can I ask you what's not? To love about him. I thought about the great words of the, the great preacher Dr. Lockridge. He's the, uh, he's the highway of holiness, he's the gateway of glory, he's the doorway of deliverance, he's the pathway of peace. What's not to love about him? He's not to love about him. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What's not to love about him? He is immutable or unchangeable, he is omnipotent or all powerful, he is omnipresent or present everywhere. What's not to love about him? Think about who he is, something just says, Hallelujah! What's not to love about him? We were going through, uh, we bought our first home in December. We've been in Vanses for 30, 30, almost 30, 27 years, 28 years, something like that, 28 years. And uh, so I rounded. (laughs) I know. She's a math teacher. You're not supposed to round. I gotta have the decimals. Four points. Twenty seven point four two three seven is all right. And anyway, uh but uh but, you know and uh and so the Lord blessed me. We we bought, bought a home in um in Tennessee, and so uh we actually just last week got to move some stuff there. And in that, you know pictures I haven't seen in Twenty-seven point four two years. Amen. <laughs> you know, we stuff And there was some old picture of my daughter. Oh, look at this. You know, that you long back when you were quite a few pounds lighter, Dad. But anyway, uh, and you know, she and and, uh, and and there's my wife and and, and and oh man. I I looking at that. And I, it's like oh man. And my heart just got beaten all over again. Not that it ever happened. Don't misunderstand me. But I just I started thinking about it again. It's like oh man. Love of my life. I just want you to think about it for just a few moments tonight of who he is. What's not to love about him? When you think about who he is, what's not to love about him? When you think about it, when you think about what he's done, what's not to love about it? bless the Lord O oh my soul and all that is within me bless His holy name bless the Lord O oh my soul and forget not all his benefits forget not all he's done forget don't forget about all that God's done when you, when you think about all he's done I mean what's not to love about him how I many you know the Bible said he forgave me from all mine iniquities aren't you glad tonight that he saved you what's not to love about him he saved me when I was unlovable and I was unsavable he loved me and he saved me I was at my worst but he saved me what's not to love about this God what's not to love about this great Christ. Not only does He save, but He redeems. He bought us back. He so said He bought us back. He delivers. The Bible said He delivers us. What's not to love about Him? He, he sets free. Can I remind you? He still sets the captive free. They don't have to be bound anymore. Why? Because He sets the captive free. What's not to love about Him? Can you imagine the demoniac of Gadara? You're talking about bound. Thousand devils bound. But He got set free. Jesus set him free, and then we find him clothed and in his right mind. Mm. I can tell you the testimony of the demoniac would he would, would be this. He set me free. What's not to love about him? Amen. What's not to love about this great Christ that came by and set me free? Oh, of all that had me found. tonight, I got good news for you. He still sets the captive free of everything that binds, man. Hallelujah. What's not to love about him? He sets the captive free. How I do mean, you know this? He he. Uh, he yeah. We still believe that. No, I don't. I, I can't tell you. I don't ever about healing, but I do know this: He's the healer, and He still heals. And I can just imagine that woman—that woman with the issue of blood. We don't even know her name. Just know her as the woman. If she could testify today, tonight, she'd tell oh, what's not to love about Him. When everything else failed, I looked to Him. I trust to Him in His garment. I was made whole. I was healed by the healer. What's not to love about Him? What's not to love about it? When you think about what He does, He baptizes with the Holy Ghost. What's not to love about Him? He meets the needs of His people. I've never seen the righteous first. Sacred, no his seed, bacon bread. What's not to love about God? Hallelujah. He'll meet your needs. Oh, he'll provide for you. What's not to love about him? When you begin to think about what he's done, you just can't help but say, Lord, I love you. Israel's in that wilderness. Forty years walking in that wilderness and having you understand God met their needs every single day. Yeah. Rained down manna from heaven. Hallelujah. What's not to love about him? Oh, when you think about that he meets your needs. When you think about that he gives you joy. What's not to love about him? Oh. Smile at me and I'll think you got it. Amen. Amen. There we go. Hey, I know. It's way in heaven. Th- th- it kind I of remind you, there's joy in serving Jesus. Yeah. I- I- I'll be honest with you. I've been to too many churches. They came through. They came in. They came in. They sat down. They got up. They walked down. The next service, they came in. They sat down. They got up. They walked down. They came in. They sat down. They got up. They walked down. Pumped and primed and still never got a smile out of them. And, <laughs> huh? I mean, you know... We, Raise your hand! We'll finally, get them to raise your hands. We, we need to say smile. You know, no joy, no joy. But can I tell you, when the Bible says in His presence is fullness of joy, then I understood why they ain't never been in His presence. Well, that's for free. And in His presence is fullness of joy. And now, the right hand there are pleasures evermore. Hallelujah! You just can't help getting in a good service when the good presence of God is, and you get the feeling in, and you know what, something comes over. It's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Sometimes the only thing you can do is say, Woo! Not in the flesh. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, there's a joy that comes with walking with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you know, you know what? I'm his and he's mine. What a joy. What a joy. Can be such a joy that in the midnight hour when everything's going wrong you can still have a joy because you're born again because you know him what's not to love about him he gives peace in the midst of tornadic storms <laughs> he gives peace in the midst of a rocking bus <laughs> he gives peace uh, Those physical storms we go through, uh, sometimes they're nothing compared to those spiritual storms we go through. But even in the midst of the spiritual storms, there's a peace you can have because you know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I just come to tell you what's not to love about him. What's not to love about him? Paul? Remember Paul, was in a storm. You know storms are bad when they give him a name. I won't go there, but I'm not talking about the name. I know better than that. But Paul's in the Eurocladon. I think Eurocladon, however you want to put Eurocladon. He's in the storm of Eurocladon. It's bad. Two weeks, haven't seen the stars. They don't know what they're doing. GPS is out. Phones aren't working. They forgot their map at home. Okay? It's a mess. They're like, we're done. It's over. We're, it's, we're gone. And these aren't these aren't fly-by-nighters. These are professional Ubers. I mean, they are ship Ubers. They know. Okay? We're bringing it up. They know what's going on. But they realize, this is not good. We're done. It's all over. Oh, and, they, and they, they're thinking hope is lost. And all of a sudden, one morning, Paul comes bounding up. And he's got a smile on his face like a way stop booking. <laughs> Hi guys, good morning. It ain't good. I don't know if it's morning, Paul. Oh, why? He said, oh, I got a piece. What do you mean? We're going to die. He said, yeah, but I got a piece because the God whom I served, his angel stood by me last night and he said, everything's going to be all right, Paul. I got a piece. I'm telling you, the storm was still raging. Waves are still crashing on the boat, but Peace. I've come to tell you you can have a peace in the midnight hour that this world doesn't understand. What's not to love about it? What's not to love about it? He gives a peace that passes all understanding. What's not to love about it? The blessing of the Lord. It made it rich and he added no sorrow with it. I love Friday night revival. Because when you're done Friday night, I mean you just have a chance. Saturday morning, you wake up and you're still feeling it. this world goes out has what they call a time and Saturday morning, Sunday morning, or Saturday morning, they wake up and they're not in a good way. And I'm telling you, He blesses. Make it rich. And He added into sorrow. That's what He does. He strengthens the people. That's what He does. What's not to love about Him? Who He is, what He does. Let me try to hurry tonight. Just trying to stir you tonight. Think about who He is. Think about who he is to you. Think about what he's done for you. Last thing he says is we need to begin to think about what he's like. When you begin to think about what he's like, what's not to love about him? Yeah. The Bible said he's, he's like a pearl of great price. The pearl is so, so precious that the pearl collector goes and sells all of his other pearls because everything pales into insignificance with comparison to this pearl of great price. When you think about who he is, oh, what's not to love about him? If he if you're still kind of liking some other pearls, well, anyway, oh, he's your pearl of great price. When you realize he's the only pearl you need, what's not to love about this pearl? He's like treasure hid in a field. Then when a the man finds it, he goes and Sells all that he has and buys that field. Church, I'm telling you, he's worth everything you got. I said he's worth everything you got. What's not to love about him? He's the treasure. Mm, I'm gonna preach this part from back here. Can I remind you he's not your ball and chain? He's your treasure. Let's try that again. I said he's not your ball and chain, he's your treasure. Amen. That's good, preaching, brother chain. He's your treasure. Some folks get up on Sunday morning. Oh, I Because if I don't go past, give a going to call. I wonder where I was. Brother off I to pop the house that you weren't here in church today. Uh, he's your ball and chain. But on the other hand, you get up on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He's your treasure. You want to be there with him. Oh, he's everything. What's not to love about him? Yeah. What's not to love about him? Yeah. <laughs> seen the you know, you've seen it years ago, the cartoon of the rich man standing there just counting his money. Ooh, ooh. My joy, life, and love is not in temporal things. I've got a treasure. That doesn't pass away. Hallelujah. <laughs> I can grab a hold of that treasure and think about all he is and think about all he's done. Oh, and realize that what's not to love about him. When you think about what he what he's like, he's like a, a shadow of a rock in a weary land, the Bible says. We're living in that weary land. You know what you need? You need that shadow of a great rock in a weary land. We were we were yesterday, we were somewhere. Where were we? Kansas, Oklahoma. And outside, outside. This time of year in Oklahoma, hot, and something we don't have in California, which remember that guys, humidity, we don't have that out there, that's one thing, well, anyway, <laughs> but we'll get, but anyway, and uh, so it's outside, it's hot, it's humid, but where they had a set up was in a pavilion and underneath big old oak trees. And I'm telling you, it felt like a 25 degree difference between under that pavilion, nice little breeze in that shadow, and then he stepped out in that sun. I'm like, I'm in Oklahoma. And I got back in I'm not in Oklahoma, I'm in Oklahoma, I'm not in Oklahoma, you know, I mean, this, all oh, the difference was unbelievable, it felt so good, he's the shadow of a rock in a weary land, if you're getting a little weary, just run to the shadow of that rock, amen, he'll refresh you, he'll revive you, he'll renew your strength, he'll give you little strength to keep on going, that's what he's like, he's like living water, not just that get old, stale water. But he's like living water. The kind that comes out of the fountain. The kind that comes from the spring. He's the, he's the living water. That's what he's like. What's not to love about him? He's like the shepherd of the sheep. He's like the door. Oh, the door and entrance in to the things of God. He is that door. He is the honey in the rock. Hallelujah. Yes. You say that old song. Tastes like honey in the rock. You know where that came from. The story talks about Jonathan. Jonathan had been on the battlefield fighting all day. He had heard the, the curse of his father, the king. that said nobody was supposed to eat anything that day. He didn't know. He's weary. He'd been fighting the enemy all day long. He comes walking into the wood ground. And the Bible said this. The Bible said that there was honey on the ground, actually dripping right now. In present tense, honey dripping right now all over the place on the ground. Scholars say they would, the bees, because there weren't a lot of folks in that area, to rob the hives. The bees would build their hives. They would get so big that they would finally break and the honey would actually literally run out of the rocks and run down the trees. It would just drip on the ground like we find in, in that story. And so Jonathan comes walking in and he grabs that stick and, and he sticks it down that honey. And the Bible said he pulled that honey to his mouth. And he, oh, the Bible said and his eyes were enlightened. He was strengthened. He had a revival. He had a refreshing. Can I tell you, he's like honey in the rock. I said, he's like honey in the rock. In the midst of your battlefield. In the midst of your struggle. In the midst of your fight. I'm telling you, there's honey. I said, there's honey in that rock. You can dip. his name as Jesus. And he'll refresh you. He'll refresh you. That's what he's like. He's like the rose of Sharon. He's like the lily of the valley. That's what he's like. What's not to love? About him, come on, Mary. just just want to simply ask you this: What's not to love about him? About who he is? About what he does? About what he's like? What's not to love about him? I love the Word of God and uh, some of the just the simple things, like oh. The vow says, Oh, love the Lord, all he saints. Oh, I like that. Oh, love the Lord, all he saints. Whenever you see that word OH or "oh" in, 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 in the word, that, that's, that's describing the pathos or the passion behind the cry of what's about to come next. Oh, love the Lord. Let me explain. Guys, you walk in and say, Love you, hon. might keep you out of a little bit of trouble. But you walk in and say, Oh, I love your wife of my youth. You get biscuits and gravy in the morning, baby. Woo! <laughs> oh! That's kind of the idea. Oh, love the Lord. All oh, ye his saints. Church tonight, sometimes our love has been a little bit, love you, Lord. Right. Mm. You've been good to me. Thank you, Lord. Oh, love! Lord, all I mean it says why? What's not to love about it? What's not to love about it? Let me close with this. Song of Solomon. The bride describes the bridegroom to the daughters of Jerusalem. Oh man. I won't say this again. The bride, type of the church, describes the bridegroom, the Christ, to the daughters of Jerusalem, the world. Here's what's wrong with our outreach. Come to our church. We got programs. We got good chicken. We got air conditioning. We got a kids program. So come to our church. We got Jesus. We got Jesus. She began to describe the bridegroom to the daughters of Jerusalem to the world that was around her. You know what? At the end of that chapter, when you go into the next chapter, the daughters of Jerusalem said, when you find Him, you let us know where He is because we, we want to know Him too. They got to hear about how wonderful He was and, and they saw how much that she loved Him. And they said, we want to love Him too. We want to see Him too. We want to know Him too. Listen, we need to fall in love with Jesus all over again for our own sakes, for our children's sake. But we need to fall in love with Him all over again for this world's sake. And they look at Echoes of Calvary and say, there's some folks that love Jesus. There's Folk that are wrapped up in Christ, that He's their everything, that they love Him with all of their might. Oh, love the Lord. All He is Sints. My fifth and final closing. <laughs> At the end of the bride's description of the bridegroom, she's describing. Head to toe, just with passion. With Jesus is wonderful too. He's by everything. She comes down to the very end of the description, and it's what we know as a paroxysm or an emotional explosion. She's talking about him and talking about him and talking about him and talking about him, and finally she gets down and she's like, "He's he's altogether lovely." Church tonight, what's not to love about him? I just like screaming from the house God. He's all together lovely. There's no spot in him. He's wonderful. What's not to love about him? So my admonition to us tonight is: oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. Maybe tonight love's gone to a little bit cold. Look at the picture of what he is. Look at the picture of what he does. Look at the picture of what he's like, and something will begin to stir in there again, and remind you, "Oh, yes, that's right. You're wonderful. You're everything." Don't let it just be words we sing off a wall, but let it be the reality of your heart. That I love him with all of my heart. He's my everything. Oh. oh, oh, ye, his saints, for what's not to love about him? You please sure. to yeah. me.